They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to another episode of Soul Food, episode 11, where we're looking at the siwak. And the siwak is the tooth stick of the Prophet and the spiritual impact that has on our hearts and souls, which will become clear shortly, inshallah. So in this episode, we're going to look at the exaltedness of the sunnah, the exaltedness and the nobility of the prophetic way. We'll look at the importance of adab and what that means. What is the concept of adab? And then finally, we'll look at the benefits of using the siwak, the tooth stick. So the exaltedness of the prophetic way, the sunnah of the Prophet it's really important that we understand that all of goodness, benefit and beauty is found in the way of the prophets and messengers. This is a concept, a principle, a value that we need to have in our lives. That the pinnacle of goodness and benefit and beauty is found in the way of those who were sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of humanity throughout time. And the seal of them and the final messenger who was sent to everyone is the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And this is important because even if we hear something that's new or different than what we're used to, we should approach those concepts with reverence, or at the very least with humility, saying, I don't know if I understand this, or this is new to me, I've never heard this before. But it's important because they are the ones who came with all of the keys to the doors of goodness and benefit and success. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that the way to attain his love is to follow the Prophet Allah says, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ Say, O Prophet, to the people, if you love Allah, if you love God, then follow me and God will love you. If you follow the Prophet Muhammad that's the means by which you attain divine love that Allah bestows His absolute, perfect, uncreated love upon you. Right? So we are finite beings and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one without beginning and the one without end, the Lord of the heavens and the earth, you, a created being, are given His love by following in the footsteps of His beloved. So this episode focuses on a sunnah that is part of that path of belovedness. And this sunnah, it relates to cleanliness and it relates to adab, which is, you know, etiquettes or manners or having this spiritual courtesy with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and reverence for the things that are connected to Him and connected to His Messenger. And we see this because the greatest compliment 
that is ever given to the righteous people, the salihin, is that he or she was someone who intensely and closely followed the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad inwardly and outwardly. So Imam al-Sha'arani, he reminds us in this beautiful book, Lawaqih al-Anwar al-Qudsiyyah, pollinating the lights of holiness in the heart, he reminds us that one of the covenants that we took with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is to use the siwak, to use a tooth stick to clean our mouths each time before we perform wudu and before we begin the prayer. So since this prayer, if you really imagine, the prayer is this opportunity that you have, that you are in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are given an audience with the Sovereign, the Lord of the Majestic Throne, the King of the Heavens and the Earth. You are given an audience with Him subhanahu wa ta'ala and you need to be in a state that has adab, a state of cleanliness. And you are reciting His words and you have an intimate discourse. So the Sunnah teaches us that your mouth should be clean and you should smell nice, which is why one of the Sunnahs of the Prophet especially before prayer, is to avoid things that have a repulsive smell that we might eat, to be careful of those things. So it shows us the importance of cleanliness and to really have our teeth and our mouth be clean in a way before we have this intimate discourse and we recite the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His presence in prayer. And Imam al-Sha'arani he explains it in a way that's really deep and profound. So he says, so hold on to the Muhammadan Sunnah, the Sunnah of Muhammad وسلم, hold on to the Muhammadan Sunnah so that you may harvest the fruits of its reward in paradise. So literally imagine yourself whenever you perform a Sunnah, imagine yourself that you have access to the fruits of paradise that are unlike anything in this world, what no eye has ever seen, no ear has ever heard, and has never crossed the human heart, has never occurred in the imagination of anyone, that you have access to those fruits as a result of following the Prophet ﷺ in this life. Imam Sharani says, For each sunnah initiated by the Prophet ﷺ, for every sunnah, there is a level in paradise that cannot be reached except by performing it. So the really high degrees of paradise, having access to all of the levels and all of the degrees of paradise, the way a person gets access to it is by performing the sunnahs of the Prophet And you know, sometimes, unfortunately, people think that when we say, oh, this is a sunnah, because it's not an obligation, people then assume wrongfully, oh, then it must not be important. I don't have to do it, so I'm not really going to put an effort into doing it. But the scholars say, in reality, there's no such thing as a quote-unquote little sunnah. It's not little. The sunnah is never little because it has the degree of honor, not based on the intrinsic nature of the act, whether you use a siwak, or whether you enter the mosque with your right foot, or whether you put your clothes on starting with your, you know, your right side and so forth. It's not based on the intrinsic nature of the action itself, 
but it is based on the exaltedness of the one who guided us to that action and took it as his own, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. When you follow, you might put on, you know, a shirt with your right arm first, or you might do certain things out of habit. But when you do it because you want to follow in the footsteps of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then that act becomes a means by which you are given a higher degree in paradise. And in a nutshell, as we said at the beginning, everything related to the way of the Prophet is the path to God's love, to becoming beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. So this brings us to the next point, which is the importance of adab. This is a really beautiful concept, this concept of adab, which is essential to the spiritual path. If we are going to embark on this journey of feeding our souls and refining our nufus and really nourishing the essence of our being in our connection to its creator subhanahu wa ta'ala then we have to know about the concept of adab adab which means you know manners or refinement or comportment it's a word that's so rich it's hard to translate but it relates back to beautiful manners and putting everything in its proper place with reverence it is love of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala love of the messenger and having deep reverence and spiritual insight in everything related to the spiritual path. And Imam al-Sha'rani teaches us a principle, and this is really, really important. And it has to be understood in the proper balance. He teaches us a principle that really helps clear up a lot of misunderstandings as it relates to religion and as it relates to the spiritual path. He says if we're able to put this into practice, then really people would benefit a much deeper kind of benefit and people around us would see the beauty of Islam. So he says, pay attention, a small amount of actions done with adab are better than a lot of actions done without adab. This is important. A small amount of actions done with adab are better than a lot of actions done without adab. What that means is when you do something even if it's a small amount, but you do it with love and reverence and adab and you put everything in its proper place, the quality of that ibadah, the quality of that act is much greater and it has a much deeper impact on your heart and soul and it has a much greater value with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than doing a lot of things and having bad adab. And then the salihin, the righteous, what they do is they do a lot of actions with a great amount of adab. So it's not an either or, but Imam al-Sha'rani is teaching us that quality is more important than merely just having quantity. And the salihin, they take the best of both and they have a deep amount of reverence and adab in everything that they do and they expend all of their energy in performing those acts that are beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Sha'rani teaches us this. How does this practically apply in the world? He used to, Imam al-Sha'rani tells us about Shaykh Ibrahim al-Dusuqi, who would warn people who were specialists of the Qur'an, people who were reciters of the Qur'an. And he would tell them, and this relates back to adab and action. He would say, beware of backbiting and foul speech, then going back on and reciting the Qur'an. 
beware of backbiting someone and saying something foul, and then the next moment going and reciting the Quran. He said the one who does so is like a person who tries to place filth on the Quran. In other words, have adab in your speech because you are the people of the Quran. And because Allah has ennobled your tongues and your speech with reciting his words, you have a higher standard of avoiding backbiting and foul speech so that you don't mix that spiritually foul sin in the same place where you recite the Quran. Right? And it's an, a powerful image to drive home the importance of adab and knowing the sanctity of things. Imam Sharani also tells us once again about people who don't have adab in their worship. They have a lot of actions, but they don't have adab. He recalls someone who used to recite a lot of Quran all day, but he would always disparage others. He would do an entire khatam of the Quran, but whenever anyone would talk to him, he would backbite this person and talk about that person, their bad qualities and so forth. But if you have someone who has adab and they do particular deeds and their heart is present with Allah, in reality, those good deeds would prevent them from those bad actions. That's what's meant by adab. So uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that adab and grant us the character and the reverence and the love of the righteous. So that brings us to the final point of the benefits of using the siwak. The Prophet sallallahu said, if I had not feared that it would be difficult for my ummah, I would have commanded them to use the siwak at every prayer. And this is narrated by Imam al-Bukhari. If I didn't fear that it would be difficult for my ummah, I would have commanded them to use the siwak at every prayer. In other words, I just fear that this is too difficult for them, but I want people from my ummah to know that the siwak every prayer is so beneficial and so important that I almost commanded them to do it, but out of fear that it would be too difficult for them and being merciful to them and lightening the burden for them, I didn't make it an obligation or a command. So that is a beautiful hadith that teaches us the importance of the siwak. And we also know that the angels, they love cleanliness. And when a person is praying or reciting the Qur'an, the angels like to come close to them. So when you use the siwak, you actually have something that attracts the angels, those beings of light that are from the heavenly realm. The Prophet ﷺ also said, the siwak cleanses the mouth and is pleasing to our Lord. It is pleasing to the Lord to use the siwak, and it is a means of cleaning the mouth. He also said, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, another great benefit of the siwak. He said, two rak'ahs of prayer in which a person uses the siwak before engaging in the prayer is better than 70 rak'ahs of prayer without having used the siwak. That there is a particular benefit with Allah and a particular quality that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places in your prayer when you use the siwak, that even if you did 70 rak'ahs, it would not be the same. So that brings us finally to the call to action. It's really simple, get a siwak, get a tooth stick. And there's many different things that you could use, but the ones that are often available at the masajid or at different kind of Muslim stores that are available for people are really good. 
you know, and it actually doesn't hurt to get several siwak. I remember I would have trouble finding my siwak. So I just got a bunch and put them in each jacket that I wear, put it in the pocket so that whenever I put it on, it's available. So even having several of them and then keeping them close by, particularly where you pray, if you have a place in your house where you pray, you have a siwak close by or where you recite your Qur'an that you can have maybe a stand or on the bookshelf or something where you recite the Qur'an, you can also have a siwak there so that you remember to use it before reciting Qur'an and realize the adab of what you're doing when you're doing it. Realize all of the benefits that come from doing so and being in this able to recite the words of Allah and being able to have a conversation with Allah in your dua and in your prayer, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beautify us with the adab of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May he fill every action that we do with reverence and with love and make us people who are beloved to him. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. And we ask Allah that he shows us the beauty of this religion and the beauty of his Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and makes us reflections of that beauty for all of humanity. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. وَصَلَّى تَعَالَى عَلَى سَيْدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَأَصْحَابِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.